Hello, world. I'm Eric Dye. I'm Jeremy Smith. And I'm Phil Schneider. And you're listening to the 140th Church Mag Podcast. Like around 10 o'clock, I checked my work email. Mistake. A few little things that'll make some some big impacts in my life and, you know, hopefully those around me. This week's podcast is brought to you by Jeremy's Church Tech Devotional, Rebuilding. This devotional can be done on your own or with an entire church tech team week by week, day by day, however you like. This devotional is for church tech by church tech. Learn more about rebuilding on the Church Mag Press website at churchmag.press. That's churchmag.press. This week on the podcast, Phil and I talk about Facebook fasts and New Year's resolutions. If you'd like to join the conversation or ask a question, use the CMAGCast hashtag or email us directly at podcast at churchmag and we'll share your comments on an upcoming episode. Now, let the fun begin. Welcome to another episode of the Church Mag Podcast. Welcome 2017. It is here. It is crazy. Um, Jeremy must add another Either his alarm didn't go off or had another rough night with, with the kiddos. I don't know where Jeremy is right now. Uh, if he jo- joins us later, that's awesome. If not, I still have the very wonderful Phil Schneider. 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 Good morning. How are we doing, folks? Pretty cool echo, huh? I wasn't sure how long you would go, so I was kind of waiting, giving you time for that sustain. Well, thank you. One does not simply do real-time fake effects on a podcast. No, one does not. Exactly. So, it's the New Year's here. I know some people have New Year's resolutions that they're trying to hit up. Maybe, um, I know my church at the new year, a lot of times they do like a, like a special fast, you know, fasting and praying for the new year. And some people, you know, stay away from the whole meats and sweets and some, and then, you know, some people are like, wow, you know, food isn't really my thing. And so they fast from something else. And for some people, that thing is social media. Sometimes it's a new year's resolution of like, I want to spend less time on social media. And I know a lot of times when it comes to social media fasting, a couple of things, a couple of dynamics that come into place, either you have the person who's very dramatic, who goes on and on so much to everybody that they're leaving Facebook and they won't be around that it's, it just almost seems like they're looking for attention. Like, look at me. I'm staying away from social media or I'm fasting for social media. And to me, that's always just kind of my point of maybe my jaded point of view seems a little bit self-defeating because it's like you're, you're trying to get all this attention for leaving Facebook and everyone on Facebook's like, OK, well, we'll see you when you get back. You know, <laughs> um, and then some people say, oh, no, I can't leave social media because that's my job. Right. And, you know, which which is true for some people. It really is your job and it, and it can be difficult. But there there may be there may be some workarounds for that, depending on what your job entails. For some people, that really is the case. Uh, and sometimes it's just a matter of figuring ways around it. Um, but as far as social media or spending less time or fasting, I'm not even sure what it was. But you told me before we started the podcast, Phil, that um, you and your wife are going to be taking a break from Facebook. It is right. Yep. We're going to keep uh, I'm keeping Twitter and she's going to keep um, Instagram, but we're basically, we're just taking a hiatus from Facebook and we haven't told anyone about ourselves. And now, and now all the listeners on social media podcasts. <laughs> right. Well, what brought the, what I'm curious to know what brought, uh, brought the Facebook fast. Oh, uh, we're having a, about. we're having a discussion um, about, you know, how things are going for us, for our family. Um, it wasn't like a happy discussion. Like it was a frustrated discussion and just talking about various things getting kind of a new new year's kind of 
of changes we need to make for us and for our family and for the future. Um, and it's like I've been thinking about it for a while and my wife mentioned it. And so if I've, if I've had a thought and then she expresses it verbally, I jump on it because any agreement is nice, right? So uh, we both decided that, you know, Facebook does not help us be better people. It does not make us feel good. In fact, if anything, Facebook makes us feel worse. You know, we struggle with, um, we struggle with infertility for a long time. And the past few weeks, it's like everyone who is anyone is having a baby and they're all announcing it where, you know, um, and I heard a podcast recently where a guy talks about how, you know, back in the day, if you lost a parent or you lost a spouse, those around you, those, those you were closest to knew about it and dealt with you gently and were cautious and careful how they talked to you and were very loving and, and they, they didn't you know shelter you per se but they, they, they treated you with kid gloves but now because of Facebook now everyone knows what's going on in your life unless you tell them and even then they might miss the update and so you know you, you may have just lost your spouse and in your friends feed it's everyone just talking about how great their spouse is or how much they're in love or this or that and it's just salt in the wounds and the, the person in the podcast was saying that you know because our 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 social um, our social you know, circle is is expansive and limitless now. There's no there's no kid gloving. There's no uh, gentleness to us in our times of pain, and so we're almost punishing ourselves for being on Facebook sometimes. So for us, we decided that you know that factor, and then it's the whole host of distractions. And there's nothing really. There's no, Facebook really is not uplifting. Um, so we're just going to take a break. So we're not like, we're not going to be legalists. Like I, I have Facebook open on my MacBook because I need to go, go through my saved links and pull some articles out that I had been saving for class. And, um, I still have the app on my iPad. So I need to go as, as a pastor, if I need to go see what my parishioners posted, cause they, they're going through some pain. I can still go and look them up. We're not closing our accounts. My wife still has, we both still have the messenger app on our phones and the groups app because we are involved in our, our life group's got a Facebook group. Our church has a Facebook group. We're to keep, you know, using those groups and communicating with people. And uh, I have the Pages app on my phone to help manage our church Facebook page. So we're not going to become martyrs where we make folks communicate around Facebook in order to get to us. Right. But we're not going to be we're not going to be going through and you know scrolling through statuses and wasting our time, um, you know, making ourselves feel worse. Yeah, and th- this this brings up an interesting point in how we navigate social graces. Because social media has come on the scene so quickly, it's been very difficult for us as a society to adapt and create new rules and new bits of etiquette because it it, it breaks down all those walls. It really came, it really was birthed in a new area. Um, And so we don't really have the tools to to know how to navigate it. And we're kind of making up this whole thing as we go along. And uh, it's kind of like with cell phones and etiquette. You know, I don't know at what point it became polite to when you're having a face-to-face conversation for somebody to be constantly you know checking their messages or texting it really it really puts off um and this isn't to be a negative social media or a negative tech podcast that's not what we mean at all what we're saying is is you know hey let's be thoughtful about this that's all we're saying you know well and i think the the etiquette aside there's just this is not because like uh, i hate social media i'm gonna i'm gonna keep uh, twitter i love twitter and I used, I kept Facebook because I felt like I needed to for church stuff. And I think this way is a way of keeping it, keeping what I have to have for my church stuff. And then the rest of it, I'm not going to, I'm not going to poison my soul. 
right now. You know, that we may decide and say, we said, we're not going to make this permanent. We're going to, we'll talk about it and we'll say like, Hey, you know what? I think we're going to go on Facebook, you know, this month or this week and see how it goes. But my wife was saying just the other day that she felt like, and granted it's only been like four days, but like two days into it, she's like, you know what? I already feel a little bit better. I already feel like this has been a better day because I wasn't on Facebook. Yeah, I was talking with some friends uh, earlier this week, and we had we had some knowledge about something, and they said, "Oh, how'd you find out about that?" With a, "Oh, we saw it on Facebook," and they're like, "Oh, yeah, I haven't been on back back on Facebook yet." I'm like, what do you mean you haven't been on Facebook yet? And they're like, "Well, with the elections was getting the, the elections were getting me down so much that I went off Facebook, and then I just haven't like gone back on yet." Like they were they had gotten out of the habit after months and months of not being on it, they hadn't, you know, gotten back in the habit of going back on it. And so, you know, they had left Facebook simply because they were just getting so bogged down, you know, personally with, with, with the election stuff. And again, that was another example of somebody who didn't, you know, do some official, you know, deactivator account or anything like that. She just stopped using it because it was getting her down. And to have that self-awareness, I thought was 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 really cool, you know, to think, hey, you know what, this isn't adding to my life. Let me just take a step back for a little bit and see once. Exactly, and that's a good question to ask. Is this adding to my life? Um, like, there's a, a page on Facebook that I was regularly reading their content because um, it was it's very interesting stuff to me. And I thought, oh, man, I'm not going to be able to get their stuff anymore. And I thought, wait a minute. They've got a website. They have to have an RSS feed. So I went there and just, hey, look at that. They got a feed added to my Feedly account. And I'm literally missing nothing that I was getting on Facebook. Like, I've, I've completely replaced the value. Yeah, there's a few Facebook groups I follow that if I if I did something like that, I would simply set up notifications or just go on there and, have a, and bookmark their Facebook page and just read their Facebook page and just stay away from my own news feed. Now, you know, recently I watched a video... Now it was directed at millennials, but it was some. But it, <laughs> the stuff it talked about, we all can draw from. It, it talked about the endorphins that you feel that act, the chemical reaction from a like or an update. It's like a real thing. The science behind social media is a real thing, and I think we're foolish not to acknowledge that. We're foolish to to poo hoo and say, you know, social media doesn't have addictive qualities or it does or it can't have an actual negative scientific effect on our persona we would be foolish to deny that because you know what it's a fact you know and it was it was eye-opening and then it even also talked about the effects of tech like with your phones oh absolutely he he said that he, he tells people charge your phone in the living room in a separate room other than where you sleep because what do you do when the alarm gets off you turn it on what do you do? You check for an update. Right. Like before you eat breakfast, before you say hello to your partner or anything, you check updates. And um, he likened a few other things of, of having it next to your bed. Like if you have any notifications turned on, it can pull you out REM sleep, all these different things, you know, the, 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 uh, you know, kind of the addict uh, qualities that it can have. And he, he said that when he brings that up to people, people often say, but it's my alarm. And he goes, buy an alarm clock it's like eight bucks and you can buy an alarm clock and you know after hearing that i'm like man i think i should do that because i have caught myself waking up in the middle of night hearing an update and i thought what do i do after i check my alarm 
I check to see if I have any messages, if I have any Slack notifications. Like, right. is Chris Wilson, who's uh, six or seven hours ahead of me, did he have a question about the newsletter? I'm like, what am I doing? I'm like still sleepy. If I re- like how I don't even know if I'm fully responding with all my faculties. I mean, I haven't had a cup of coffee yet. Right. I mean, we don't even do the podcast until we've got some coffee in our system. Right. And here I'm replying to people like this is not a healthy situation. And I had never thought of that until I'd watched that video. So now I'm like, yeah. man. I think I might have to charge my phone somewhere else. Yeah, I think it goes even deeper than that. It's because last uh, last year, um, I got a few various you know work emails at, at home, like around ten o'clock. I checked my work email. Mistake, mistake. I was uh, one one instance. I was furious because what was sent out was stupid and inane, and it, and. It ended up blowing over, but I just didn't care for the wording. You know what I'm saying? It was very frustrating. The other time, though, the email was sent out, and I was like, I'm, I felt like, ooh, am I in trouble here? What's you know, This wording is ambiguous. And it ended up, it was fine. And both instances actually ended up fine. It wasn't a big deal, but I shouldn't have read the email at home. Because it, it disturbed it disturbed my peace. And then he also talked about the fact that um – he said that when he goes out with friends, he's like, hey, you know, like couples going out for dinner, like together to hang out or whatever. You know, the babysitters are at, at their respective homes, whatever. They said that only one of them brings a phone. Everyone else leaves their phones at home. So they have like a phone, like if there's an emergency or the kids, and that's like the designated emergency phone. Everyone else leaves their phones at home. Now, you know, 20 years ago, 15 years ago, not very many years ago, not having a phone when you go out was like no big deal. I mean, we had pay phones, right? If there was an emergency or you would, or if you were going on a date, you would give the number, the phone number of the restaurant you were going or something crazy like that. Right. Right. And it was no big deal. Well, even 10 years ago. Really? Yeah, exactly. And so flip phones. I don't know. Him talking about that, it, it really inspired me. I thought, you know, 2017, I really want to kind of think a few of these things through. Like, what little tiny tweaks do I need to make? Little tiny tweaks that are easy to do that could make a huge impact in my life in areas that I'm not even paying attention. Yeah, I think, well, first off, 2017 is is the decade of the iPhone. Like we'll have made a full decade here. I mean, it's been it's has it's just now been a decade of these devices, and it's you know completely altered our society. Social media, like you know, Facebook existed, but until Facebook went mobile, it did not become what it is now. And I don't want to be that guy, that guy, that either a lectures people. Right. Oh yeah, totally. You know, because yeah, there's those people. They're like, hey, everybody. Look at what I'm doing. You should do it too. You're unhealthy. I'm healthy. I've only been doing this for three days. <laughs> right, exactly. Look at me. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know those people. I'm not going to be that person. What I want to be is that person that when I meet somebody with, at coffee, they never see my phone. Right. I, I think I said it before. When my wife said it to me first that if we want to be different people in this day and age, and I mean, you know, Christian different, absolutely, then it's going to be because we value people over over apps. Absolutely, Phil. And you know what? Whenever that thought crosses my mind, again, the thing of it is, is I've had this thought about tech and phones before, um, and I think coming back to the United States and having my own phone and being able to, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit more connected probably than when, when I was in Italy. I'm on the same time zone as everybody. All these different dynamics. I feel like um, some of this... Uh, applies to me in a deeper way than it ever did before and so i really feel like i kind of have my feet on the ground and now when i think about doing those things 
whenever I think about turning my phone off or putting it out of reach or, you know, engaging the person in front of me and having the willpower not to look at the screen or not reply to messages, all that kind of thing. I always think of you, Phil, every time. I think about you. Seriously, I do, because you, you said on a podcast and probably a blog post, who knows, however long ago, however many times ago, you said, Christians in today's world, we will be setting ourselves apart, not by the fact that we don't have tattoos, not by the fact that we don't have micro brews every once in a while, not that the fact that we, um, you know, do this or do that, or, you know, have, have men have short hair, women have long hair, you know, like all those things that have traditionally been kind of like, you know, Christian, um, whether it be mainstream or fringe, you know, depending on the decade you're referring to, that's not what is going to set us apart. What it will set us apart is how do you treat the people in front of you? How do you manage your technology? Right. And so, you know, as as church mag grows and changes and it's evolved over time i've thought wow what 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 a great time for for church mag to have a voice than right now because right now i really think that christians could use a little bit of help in understanding and navigating technology because you are absolutely right phil that is what is going to separate us as christians from everybody else and full credit to my wife for for revealing that truth to me in one more late night late night discussion she's literally one of the smartest people i know but how is it but shouldn't have read a this one. happens to all of us guys everyone's like wow eric jeremy and phil on the podcast those guys are brilliant meanwhile no. back at the ranch right our right. wives are fueling us with these ideas <laughs> well because you know if i don't know about you for you like my wife she she did a year of college but that was really wasn't her thing but she's an intensely creative deep thinking kind of person so like you know i'm gonna i've got a reading list i actually did do i said that last week i wrote out a perspective reading list of like 18 books i want to get to but uh she won't do that she won't you know she might read two books a year but she will think deeply about the issues of life and ponder every nuance and angle and then and say, what about this? I'm like, how the, how did you come up with that? I just read three books and didn't learn anything as powerful as what you just said. Right. And then, and then my wife has the second most popular viral blog post that ever lived on Church Mag, followed by the mo. No, not followed, but preceding that is the 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 most the most trafficked which beat that one but that one even though i get the authorship she's the one that found it <laughs> you yeah. know so i mean yeah we don't we don't send a hand i don't know we're just three guys goofing off every morning apparently <laughs> yep yep you're still on our best material from our wives right don't mind the wives behind the curtain <laughs> yeah it's a great way to say it <laughs> So anyway, so 2017, that is one one area that uh, I'm going to be thinking a lot about of, you know, how is how is technology like, you know, it, you know, kind of rethinking it, you know, taking a step back, you know, because having been in Italy and then coming back to the States, um, I feel like I can see the American culture a little bit differently than when I was in it because I looked, I took a step back, right? And so... You know, it's like, why can't I do the same thing with, with tech and with social media and stuff like that? So, um, I don't know. I'm curious to see, you know, what those little changes, what kind of impact they have. Maybe we'll follow, follow up on this. I don't know. Um, how, how long are you guys going to be staying away from so, uh, from Facebook, do you think? Or is it just kind of a... Or are you just, just kind of just going to see how it goes? It goes. We just left it open-ended because... That's cool. Really, it's a huge time sucker. Right. It can be, yes. 
Yes, and moment of moment, moment of shame. A few weeks ago, I scrolled. I got home from work, scrolled through Facebook until the point where I found updates that I already see, I saw that morning. You know, so like, okay, what are you, I reached the end of Facebook from for the day, and. Uh, it didn't take me too long to scroll. I was like, you know, it was like 15, 20 minutes. It wasn't like forever to scroll through and, you know, read everything. But then I closed the app and I, you know, go to a game, play real quick in a game. And then I'm like, well, I'm bored here. What should I do? I should go to Facebook. Oh, it's only been three minutes. Yeah. You know, you know, you know and, and that's, that's just, that's it, just is sick. That, is that Facebook can be a really nice way to keep up with people. And so what I would recommend people to do is use the some of the functionality that's built in Facebook. Like you can create what is it, groups or feeds? Yeah, you can create feeds. You know, so if there's if there's like ten people or five people or twenty five people, whatever it might be. Or maybe you have different sections of people, like you have close family, you have like people from your church, however you want to kind of categorize it. You can create different news feeds. So if you have like close family for instance, let's say you have like five or six people on that, you know, you can take three minutes or five minutes at one point in your day and look at just that feed, you know? And so you could, that might help, help you kind of regulate your use of Facebook too. So that it's not that mindless, endless, mindless time suck that it really can be. Look, raise your hand. If Facebook has ever been a time suck. Now, if you're not raising your hand, either you don't want to raise your hand because people are going to look at you and think you're weird because you're listening to this podcast and you're like, what's that person doing? Now that I get, but if you aren't mentally raising your hand, then or you're driving while you listen (laughs) or you're driving, like what is that man doing or riding a horse? Like that might not be a good idea unless the horse is bucking. I don't know. Preventing dental surgery. Yes. Preventing whatever it might be, whatever the case may be, you know, whatever floats your boat. Um, if you're not mentally raising your hand, then like, I don't think you're being totally honest because (laughs) we've all, if, if you have Facebook, you have been, you've been sucked in at some point where you're like, what am I doing with my life? You know, you feel feel dirty. Like, Ooh, I'm disgusting. What did I just do? Well, and like think about, uh, I mean, you, you, yeah, five, ten years ago, you sit down on the couch on a Saturday morning and you turn on Discovery Channel and Mythbusters pops on. And you watch an episode of Mythbusters and before you know it, you've watched four in a row because, <laughs> you know, but that was like, oh, that happened once every now and then with Netflix, with Facebook, mm-hmm. with all these different things, we can easily, we've got to guard our time more intentionally. You know, I always hated people who were like, uh, you know, really type A time managers, but now you kind of, you don't need to be type A, but you have to be a little bit more intentional, more guarded about your time. It's your most precious, precious resource. Right. I, uh, yeah. And I, I love it when people are like, oh, you play video games huh meanwhile they're scrolling facebook and you're like well you know right pick your poison yeah. i guess I don't- <laughs> exactly and there's nothing wrong with either of those things just that when those things become too much too of much all, yeah. all you do absolutely hey, you mentioned something about um i forgot how you said it but it made me think of this i mean my wife and i were talking about our goals um for the next year and we realized that maybe this is a year we don't make big dreams big goals we don't make big plans mm-hmm. but our goals are all aimed at like shoring up the foundation for our mm-hmm. family that's like, good so all of our goals are very run-of-the-mill you know ground level goals mm-hmm. that will um you know put us in better shape for 2018 or we can build we can build bigger goals that's good that's good yeah the, the little changes they can have a big impact yeah 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 that's 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 a, that's what I'm thinking about two seven, 2017. Yeah. And uh, a friend of mine, um, you Thomas Farley, had a huge change with the international. I know, move, right? So Seriously, you're, you're good for a year. Um, yeah, a, a good friend of mine, um, Tom McFarlane. Um, he uh, he sent me a one of the, the uh, 
what's it called? The Volt Planner. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that was the Spark Notebook I reviewed last yeah, year. Yeah, and I historically I, you know, my wife saw it and she's like yeah you're never going to do that and I will ha- I will say that as I as we record this on December 31st I still haven't touched it yet but I've been thinking about it and I need to get over the fact that like I'm going to ruin it and it has to be perfect I just need to yeah. you know open my pen and just start jotting in it because I really yeah. it's really that that notebook I really feel like it's going to help me maybe hit some things for 2017 because as you know and as you Jeremy know and some people know you know with my work with Open Church and Church Mag and Pressware and even uh, you know die casting that that's something that's brewing um, there's some definite goals and some things that I want to figure out with our new yeah. life here on the ground in, in, in the United States and so I really think that that is going to be great and one thing they have built in the Volt Planner there is um personal goals which i thought was really cool they give you space for weekly weekly things and just like little things that you can do like eating healthy just it's not it doesn't have to be so you know magnanimous is that the right word phil doesn't have to be like so huge. Uh, no, that's the wrong no. word. Magnum. Mag- magnum. I was just thinking yeah. magnum, like huge. It doesn't have to be this like big thing. Like I am going to start a business and become a millionaire this year. Like that's foolish, right? right. But, like little things. Like you know, I'm going to this week. I'm not going to you know have junk food or something like just like simple stuff like that. You know that you can do all throughout the year every week. So after 52 weeks you did 52 things or maybe four things or five things regularly and started some kind of cool new habits that make you a healthier, happy, more productive person, you know? And it doesn't have to be like, wow, this year I started a business. And then it doesn't have to be like that, right? It can be simple yeah. things. I, I, I love the whole planner. I have my Spark, you know, the, the um the first version on my desk right now, it, it, I loved it. And I thought it was great and helpful. My only problem was it was, I have two problems. One, it was a little bit big for my, the bag I have to use for work. So it wouldn't fit very well. Um, so you get left out a few days and then you know, once you've stopped, don't use a planner for two days, <laughs> you're done. But then two, I had a problem with, um, I don't, I'm, not, I'm, my problem is I'm not good at the, okay, let's look back at the goals and now achieve those, you know, saying, how did I do? So part of like my goal for all my goals for this year is to regularly reflect on my goals and my habits. There you go. Again, again, building that foundation for bigger things. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so. <sighs> Very good, Phil. You, ins- you inspired me today, sir, to, 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 have have some have some new resolution new year's resolutions that is not that, that aren't your stereotypical grandiose that's the word grandiose kind of goals but a few little things that'll make some some big impacts in my life and you know hopefully those around me so thank you for that you're welcome sir always happy to help Send us an email, subscribe, or search for previous episodes of the Church Mag Podcast by visiting Church Mag. You can find a link on the main menu. Go to churchm.ag. That's Church Mag, churchm.ag. And while you're hanging out on Church Mag, send us a message and subscribe to the Church Mag Podcast so you can receive an early release of the show every Friday. Until next week. The Church Mag Podcast is proudly hosted on buzzsprout.com. 